Carlisle shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of the Rob Carson Show. Ken Buck, representative from Colorado, joins us at the bottom of the hour to talk about the uh, big tech war on free speech. He's got a book called Crushed. Big Tech's War on Free Speech, and he uh, quantifies it all, and it's all coming out on Capitol Hill. want to mention also the uh, Harvard University has quietly ended its misinformation research programming. Yeah, giving the uh, boot to director Dr. Joan Donovan, who cast doubt on Hunter Biden's laptop from Hell Story. The uh, program was started in 2019. Fantastic. Wait, 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 wait. So the, the year that the FBI got Hunter Biden's laptop, Harvard starts a misinformation research program. <laughs> oh, my God in heaven. Wow. And ushered in a, a boom of uh, research departments on campuses around the Western world for misinformation. It's kind of interesting because China was given like $6 billion a year to higher education. Isn't that kind of funny how that happens? It's all coincidental, I'm sure. These departments, alongside various think tanks, nonprofits, and fact checkers, benefited from an influx of attention and funding from globalist billionaires. George Soros, I'm sure, is probably a part of that. And they emerged out of nowhere following the election of Donald Trump to assume a leading role in the censorship of social media platforms. That is just, I mean, wow, just wow. So not only was it in the government, in the FBI, in the uh, DHS, they created a Department of Disinformation. This is how ugly it is. This is the tentacles of big government. Guys, they created a Department of Disinformation. It was being funded. They had a leader of it. They were ready to rock with this thing, and it was divulged in a... In a uh, in a hearing last year when Alejandro Mayorkas, who needs to be thrown in jail, shared the fact that the Disinformation Bureau had been created, and then people went, oh, wow, okay, this is communistic. But they kept doing it, guys. They're still doing it. And that's why we're so pissed about it. That's why conservatives are really, really mad about it, and we should be. These are abuses and usurpations. This is an, this is an absolute... Assault on the First Amendment, which is the by itself the greatest piece of legislation in the history of the world that allowed people to worship, it allowed people to redress their grievances against the government, and, uh, and to speak freely. And yet our government, the FBI, the DHS, and a sundry uh, deep state bureaus of the government working with the private sector and the mainstream media, which slavishly went along with it, I mean, really, I, I can't even imagine being a journalist in good stead and not having any curiosity about Hunter Biden's laptop. I really don't. And I can only assume it's a couple of things. A, marching orders from your boss, and B, the education you received in college. That's basically it. But yesterday, uh, we got to see a little bit of a little snapshot of this. And as much as some little girls on Capitol Hill, like AOC, threw a little temper tantrum and, and made it to seem like it was no big deal, even though they had hearing after hearing after hearing a kangaroo court that was based on nothing about January the 6th and Donald Trump that resulted in nothing, they were B-wording about it yesterday after one hearing. This is MTG going after Yoel Roth. Yoel Roth, one of the chief decision makers, a, a major little fop, 
at the head of uh, of Twitter, and uh, she uh, questioned him why was uh, he so interested in getting rid of her while leaving child porn on Twitter. So glad that you're censored down. I'm so glad you've lost your jobs. Thank God Elon, Elon Musk bought Twitter. And you know what? Let's talk about something a little bit first. Everything she just said, she couldn't have said on Twitter a year ago. It would have been called disinformation. It's amazing to me, Mr. Roth, as the head and trust of safety at Twitter, your ability, or should I say inability, to remove child porn. Now, here's something that disgusts me about you. In your doctoral dissertation entitled Gay Data, you argued that minors should have access to Grindr, an adult male gay hookup app. Minors? Really? You know, Elon Musk took over Twitter and he banned 44,000 accounts that were promoting child porn. You permanently banned my Twitter account, but you allowed child, child porn all over Twitter. Yeah, it's kind of weird that uh, that whole child porn and child sexualization thing has been going on uh, in academia, too, by the way. Yeah. Kind of, uh, kind of strange how all of this is coming together, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, oh, oh, and this is kind of funny. James Comer uh, talking to uh, uh, Yoel Roth yesterday about a tweet, and uh, it's it's funny. Uh, tweet in in tweetus uh, uh, veritas, I guess is what it is. <laughs> Sometimes uh, people uh, reveal their true selves on uh, on Twitter. Here he is uh, talking about Yoel Roth and a tweet that he had about uh, the new Trump administration. Gentleman yields back. I'll recognize myself now for questioning. The Biden family investigation begins with the story of how big tech, the media, former intelligence agents, and the Bidens themselves suppressed the story of Hunter Biden's laptop weeks before the 2020 election. Yeah. Today we're hearing from Twitter executives who buried the New York Post laptop story, claiming it violated the platform's hacked materials policy. In reality, the Twitter executives were hostile towards conservatives and biased towards anyone who opposed their points of view. Now he's going to show a, a tweet that Yoel Roth now regrets. For example, Mr. Roth, did you write this tweet? I regret the language that I used in some of my former tweets, but yes, I did post that. And, and I'll read Listen to this. the tweet so it's in the record. <laughs> yes, that person in the pink hat is clearly a bigger threat to your brand of feminism than actual Nazis in the White House. Wow, that was the uh, inauguration day. Remember all those pink P-word hats and Madonna saying she wanted to blow up the White House? Mr. Roth, do you think all conservatives are Nazis? Certainly not, sir. What about the hundreds of people who worked in the Trump administration? Certainly not. Yeah, well, I think you're full of crap because, you know, your words say otherwise. Uh, let's see. we got Randall in Pacific Grove, California. He's been holding for a while. He wants to sound off on something. Hey, Randall, what's going on, my friend? Hello, good morning or good afternoon. I wanted to talk about the Chinese balloon, but I, the topic that you're on is uh, uh, start off with Tyree Nichols, and I wanted to have a comment about that. I'd like to comment on the balloon if you want me to. I don't care. Just okay. make it quick. All right. First off, they let all those thugs out on bail because they were black. The chief of police is black, and that's pretty much why they're getting treated differently than if they were white officers. And also I want to point out, that uh, the fact that the chief of police is a black woman, having run these divisions before in other cities, I think that the, the current status of black men among black women is very, very low. It's very dire. Uh, that has a lot to do with it. This is part of a cultural problem, but I wouldn't put it on white supremacy, of course. Now, can I comment on the balloon real fast? Sure, real, real quick. Go ahead. 
Yeah, well, what the Chinese are going to do now with the information they gathered from our sensitive uh, nuclear silos and missile sites is they now know how to activate our weapons to strike Russia and get us in a world war with Russia. That's what they're going to do. Go ahead. What, what was the other point, my friend? Well, that's it. They're going to, they're, they got enough information now. They can actually activate our nuclear missiles against I don't think, that, that's, I don't think that's, that's not a part of the uh, surveillance. Well, what I have said is that uh, now they know exactly where our uh, missile facilities are. They have uh, uh, real-time data with regard to our Minuteman nuclear silos, among other things. This, as we tick very close to the uh, doomsday uh, midnight uh, with Russia. Um, and, and who knows? Who knows uh, anything is possible uh, with regard to that? And then we also find out that uh, under, and it looks like this is very true, and it should surprise anybody that Joe Biden actually was the one who ordered the Nord Stream pipeline to be blown up. And I said that from day one. I said from day one it would make no sense for Russia to blow up its own pipeline. And I was right. And the worst thing about it is that Joe Biden has plunged Europe into darkness and cold because yeah, he blew up balloons going over Moscow. Okay, thanks for the call there, Randall. Not sure where that's coming from, but I do appreciate your phone call. Let's go to Karen in Eldersburg, Maryland. Hello, Karen. Welcome to the show. What's up? Oh, Kevin, sorry about that, Kevin. What's going on? Uh, not a problem there, Rob. Um, I just wanted to make a comment. I was watching the uh, the State of the Union the other night, and when, when Biden made the comment um, and started politicizing the death, uh, the beating death of that, that poor man, um, the fact that he said that he was glad he didn't have to make or have that conversation with any of his three kids, and it's a shame that the uh, the brown and the black parents have to have the conversation about if you get pulled over at night, turn on your light, put your hands on the steering wheel. If you get pulled over during the day, put your hands on the steering wheel, don't reach for everything. That's something my dad taught me. That's something I've taught each one of my kids. I've had that conversation. They even had that conversation during um, driver's ed. My question is, maybe if, or comment is, maybe if Joe Biden had had those comment those uh, 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 discussions with his children and other discussions, kind of like sex ed or don't do drugs. Maybe his kids would have turned out a little bit differently. Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't exactly say he's a, a great father by any means, and uh, I don't care what uh, what measure you use, but uh, generally uh, children are a, a reflection of their parents' behavior, and uh, certainly we see that manifested in his daughter and his, uh, his son. Appreciate the call, bud. Do appreciate it. Um, yeah, uh, it was pandery. It was grotesque the other night. And again, uh, Tyree Nichols was beaten at the hands of five police officers, a part of a uh, unit in uh, in Memphis. And it appears they beat another black man just four days before they uh, rushed upon his car in a parking lot, he is alleging, with ski masks on and attacked him. So this doesn't sound like uh, white supremacy at all. It sounds like maybe the Memphis Police Department uh, perhaps uh, scraping for uh, recruits after defunding was uh, was championed by Black Lives Matter and the Democrat Party. And this is who they ended up with, people who not only were uh, the bottom of the barrel uh, morally, uh, but also uh, those who might want to use their position in the police department to commit their own acts with impunity. That's what it sounds like like to me that's what i said the day after that's what i said the day after it happened so uh, on the way i gotta play some of this uh this lauren bobert going after yule roth she asked yule roth how many times did you talk to the fbi and 
his response is going to leave you slack-jawed. It's not going to surprise you, but the FBI was meeting with Twitter and was directing content. And, of course, Twitter had hired people directly after leaving the FBI. That's coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. The left burned our cities. They told us to hate America as founded. Well, we're not only saying no, we're saying hell no. It's The Rob Carson Show. You know, it is amazing, this story, and I knew it was going to be a big deal with regard to the FBI, the deep state colluding with big social media, the mainstream media. And I said there was something strange about it uh, more than a year ago. I said if the uh, mainstream media, the Democrat Party, and uh, and big social media all declare something to be misinformation or disinformation, it means that they know you know the truth. Harvard University quietly ended its misinformation research program. Departments around the country at universities, alongside various think tanks, nonprofits, and fact checkers, benefited from an influx of attention and funding from global Globalist billionaires emerged out of nowhere following the election of Donald Trump to assume a leading role in the censorship of media, social media platforms. Dr. Donovan, Dr. what is the first name? Donovan, 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 Donovan. Uh, John, Do- Joan Donovan, uh, who led the Technology and Social Change Project at Harvard, was one of the beneficiary- beneficiaries of this trend, but her program has now been shuttered by the university. While heading the project, Donovan cast doubt on Hunter Biden's laptop story which leftist media reluctantly admitted was a valid story uh, years after it was broken by Miranda Devine in the New York Post. So this was a cabal of, uh, of every possible means of communication and academia to shut down free speech. And, uh, and uh, most recently, uh, we saw it with DirecTV. Yeah. DirecTV getting rid of Newsmax and OAN. Only one conservative outlet left. This is Jim Gossett, by the way. If you haven't done it yet, you should dump DirecTV. As well as any service you get from AT&T. Yeah, my Because they drop Newsmax and lied about why. Yes, it's time to call them and tell DirecTV goodbye. Cause they're proud to be un-American. That's DirecTV. Siding with the Marxist left and against you and me. Why did they drop Newsmax while paying liberal networks a big fee? No, there ain't no doubt I won't be Eight seven seven Newsmax. We'll get you in touch with uh, Directv or uh, your representative to uh, to say, hey, you know what? We're sick of this uh, BS, and and I hope this era is over. I really do. I hope this era that we have experienced is over. Uh, but they'll never stop it, guys. There was a uh, a revolution um, in the country already, and uh, it was against you, and it was a communist revolution. It was seeded by the uh, the class of 1968, Bill Ayers, Bernadine Dorn, those types, and then uh, implemented by uh, instruments of their um, ideology. I'm thinking of what? Barack Obama. Yeah, I'm thinking that's probably a good start, and it's not a stretch, and you know it, too. You know it, too. 
Oh, oh, Lauren Boebert. She got tagged in yesterday. It was pretty cool. Lauren Boebert uh, went after um, uh, uh, Yoel Roth. And I want you to listen to Yoel Roth when she says, how many times did you talk to the FBI? Now, the answer should be none. Because uh, we're an autonomous unit. We're not an instrument of the government. But no, that's not the case. Mr. Roth, while at Twitter, how many meetings did you have with the FBI? I couldn't say for sure. but I More would than say 10? That's a reasonable More than 20? estimate. I couldn't say for sure. More than 50? That seems a bit high. Many meetings. That seems a little high. Stop it right now. It was only 49. With the FBI. Well, we know uh, uh, how many FBI agents worked at Twitter while you were there? I don't believe any active FBI agents. Former FBI agents. How many worked there while you were there? I'm aware of perhaps two. Well, we know of at least nine um, because they started the BU group chat, BU for Bureau. Yeah, yeah. And then there was also uh, uh, James Baker, who used to be the chief counsel for the FBI, who was instrumental in creating the Hunter Biden, or not the Hunter Biden, the uh, Donald Trump uh, Russia collusion hoax, by the way, paid for by Hillary Clinton and the DNC. They've already paid a fine for it, by the way. They did. They paid a fine for it. So it happened, and he was instrumental in that. Then he left the FBI and made a beeline for Twitter just in time to censor Hunter Biden's laptop story. And there's going to be hell to pay, and hopefully some people are going to go to jail. Here is uh, 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 Lauren Boebert uh, asking and, and talking to Yoel Roth about why she was banned from Twitter. Well, let me refresh your memory, because on March 12th, 2021, and Mr. Roth, I know you looked at it because fascist Twitter 1.0 had a public interest exceptions policy, which means for members of Congress to be shadow banned, it had to go before you, Mr. Roth. So I'll ask again, did you shadow ban my account? Yes or no? Again, not to the best of my recollection. So the answer is, Mr. Roth, yes, you did. I found out last night from Twitter. I think memory loss is a big deal with millennials. I don't know what the deal is. Staff, that you suppressed my account for this tweet. It's a freaking joke about Hillary Clinton being angry that she couldn't rig her election. It's a joke. But in response, being the sinister overlords that you all are, you placed a 90-day account filter so I could not be found. And now we see here that Twitter staff said the visibility filter on my account excluded me from top searches, prevented notifications for non-followers, and much more. It made her invisible online. This is considered an aggressive visibility filter. You silenced members of Congress yep. from communicating with their constituents. You, could, you silenced me from communicating with the American people over a freaking joke. Now, who the hell do you think that you are? You know, if, uh, if a woman ever talks to you like that, it's over. I mean, there's no uh, asking her to come back. Uh, it's, uh, you're, you're toast. You are pretty much toast. And, and I don't blame her for being ticked off. Now, coming up, uh, a man who's become a, uh, an expert on this, Representative Ken Buck from Colorado, his new book, Crushed, Big Tech's War on Free Speech, is on the other side of this break. Get his thoughts on the hearings that are going on and what is coming yet. That's next on The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere.
European American Armory Corp, or EAA Corp, is specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact, carry, or full-size in three popular calibers. If you're a first-time gun owner, EAA Corp's all-in-one 9mm MC9 Striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes the MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There is a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today at EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of hard-earned money. Visit EAACorp.com. That's EAACorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. For all those who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours, it's the Rob Carson Show. We are still waiting for a call from Ken Buck, a representative from Colorado. And you know what? His schedule is always in flux because there are some major hearings going on at Capitol Hill with regard to the uh, weaponization of uh, of the federal government against free speech, and uh, we'll get to him as soon as he uh, calls in. I want to do one more uh, uh, one more uh, drop from uh, Lauren Boebert uh, talking to Yoel Roth. Lauren Boebert, MTG, they were both uh, banned from Twitter, shadow banned or outright banned, both before elections, and there was a lot of that uh, nonsense. And uh, and there's going to be, I think, uh, a day of reckoning for all of these people, uh, not only in the deep state, but also in these uh, social media networks who uh, work together illegally to suppress free speech and, and, and impact elections. And I even heard last night, I was watching, it was Tucker. Tucker even admitted last night, he said he didn't think the 2020 election was uh, was legit. Well, no kidding. And, you know, uh, the reason why I've said that from the get-go is that uh, the Democrats came up with the absurd argument that uh, voter fraud does not happen in America, which is ridiculous on the face of it. It's like saying armed robbery doesn't exist in America and murder doesn't exist in America. And then also, uh, you couldn't talk about the election the day after, the day after the election, my major Facebook page just went away before I could say anything. And you could not say that there were questionable things that happened in the 2020 election. You couldn't say anything about it. Not one thing on any platform, on Facebook, on YouTube. Then it became, you can't question COVID uh, protocols from the government. You could not mention ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, you couldn't say them. And I thought, what, what, what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is a First Amendment thing. This is my opinion. It is protected. It is protected by the First Amendment. How dare they do this? And then I got to thinking, huh, why is it that all of the social media platforms and the mainstream media are declaring the same things, misinformation and disinformation? Clearly not organic, clearly marching orders clearly a state line and then i said that the only people who can determine if something is misinformation or disinformation and proclaim it even if it's not the truth is the government 
because they can make it policy. They can say that is disinformation, that is misinformation, and then they can relay it to the people who uh, who are on their sides clearly with regard to Twitter and Facebook. I mean, look at this. We had to create our own networks and our own our own social media and our own uh, version of YouTube, Rumble, uh, Getter, Truth Social, Parler, just to a lesser degree. All of those. And by the way, they took down Parler as soon as it signed on. Apple took it away, took away their platform. So, I mean, you're being played, guys. Uh, well, I'm, you're not, actually. You know what's going on, and you know what's happening. But now it's finally coming out. And I've been the only person, I think, in talk radio who's been bold enough to, I don't know, tell the truth. I'm not afraid, because why should, why should my, uh, my First Amendment rights go away? Even if, if, if I, what I believe is, is wrong, which it never has been. Ken Buck joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. I know he's very busy. Ken Buck, welcome to the Rob Carson Show, and thanks for finding the time for us today. Well, it's my pleasure to be with you. I have been following this since day one, sir, and one thing that I thought was wonderful about your book was you talked about the robber barons, and, and I made this uh, analogy uh, at the beginning of, uh, of all of this that uh, there were newspaper wars in the earlier part of the 20th century, and uh, these powerful billionaires bought newspapers and then decided what was the truth, and the truth according to their own politics, and you made that analogy with regard to the powers that be, Mark Zuckerberg and others at big social media. Why don't you uh, tell us about your, uh, your analogy and how its history has kind of repeated itself with these major social media outlets? Sure. So, so I, I, you know, it is dangerous for a country to have a monopoly on steel or a monopoly on oil or a monopoly in, in banking because it's inefficient and it costs consumers more. When you have a monopoly on information, it is in- incredibly dangerous to a democracy because you have a few people controlling the flow of information. And the very wealthy robber barons tried to control the flow of information back in their day by buying newspapers and, and wire services. Uh, you'd have to spend a couple hours explaining to most young people what a wire service is, but, uh, <laughs> yes. but, but they are, uh, but now we have the modern day robber barons, the, the, the few, uh, super rich in this country who, uh, control information through the monopoly that made them rich. And those platforms are discriminating against conservatives. And we certainly have seen that across the board. Uh, yesterday's hearings were very powerful. Uh, MTG uh, and uh, uh, others going after uh, Yoel Roth and uh, Vijaya Gotti. Um, what did you think of yesterday's hearings, and uh, and what do you expect uh, today and going forward? Well, I think what's, what's really interesting is how government has been weaponized to a large extent. So it's not just the uh, you know the the outside uh, groups, the Twitters and Facebooks and and Googles, um, but there is actually a collusion going on between government and the uh, the, the private tech companies, the big tech companies, and uh, that collusion uh, is even more dangerous because what that creates is a opportunity for uh, one party or the other to manipulate information to benefit them politically. So it's bad enough when the political views in Silicon Valley are being forced down the throats of Americans. It's even worse when the White House is able to control that message.
Uh, there's been a lot of talk about uh, Hunter Biden's laptop and keeping it quiet until after the election. And then we saw essentially a repeat of uh, uh, something similar with Joe Biden uh, hiding classified documents. The FBI knew about it before the election, sat on it until after the election. Um, do you uh, feel uh, and do you suppose that uh, evidence of illeg- illegality and um, uh, 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 illegality against the First Amendment have happened, and do you suppose that people will be held accountable for that? Well, I certainly think that uh, the the, uh, the the collusion, the, the agreement between government and uh, the big tech companies has happened. I think it violates the First Amendment. Uh, the government can't do indirectly through big tech what it can't do directly, and so by advocating that certain people are taken off of platforms um, and even demanding that certain people are taken off of platforms, uh, they have uh, violated uh, the First Amendment rights of of those folks. Absolutely. Um, And I do think that uh, there have been some FBI agents, uh, some acting at the behest of the leadership of the FBI and some acting probably in a rogue capacity who have, uh, you know, in, in the Hunter laptop, uh, Hunter Biden laptop story have gone around saying, well, th- you know, this is Russian dis- disinformation, knowing that that's absolutely false. The FBI had that laptop for a year. They knew what was on that laptop and they knew it was legitimate. And so um, being able to kill a story like that uh, is, is is absolutely, uh, in my view, illegal and, and uh, interfered with the election. Last year, we found out in a hearing with Alejandro Mayorkas that there was a Department of Disinformation, uh, which was originally a term used by Joseph Stalin in 1923. Uh, and w- when did you find out about that? When you were watching that hearing, did you gasp or did you have an idea that maybe that was going on? Well, we knew about it beforehand. And, and uh, certainly there were a lot of uh, different questions that were directed in, in that way. Uh, but to... Uh, one to use the term is just plain stupid, but but two to think that somehow the uh, United States government knows the truth in every matter is is crazy, and and uh, it was it was shot down. It, it should remain forevermore shot down, and the government should not be in the business of trying to parse out uh, truth from falsity. That's something that the marketplace of ideas does, and it does it because we have differing opinions. And people can reach conclusions based on hearing different opinions. We're talking to Representative Ken Buck from How Cali- uh, from Colorado, um, a House Judiciary Committee member, and also uh, wrote this great book, which I have in the studio with dog-eared pages and uh, highlighting uh, throughout "Crushed Big Tech's War on Free Speech." I noticed this last year, and I said that if uh, if Big Tech, the Democrat Party of the Deep State, and uh, and mainstream media all call something disinformation or misinformation, it means they know you. You know the truth. And I counted at least 50 things that you could not have an opinion on. Uh, uh, treatment for COVID, wearing a mask, school shutdowns, CRT, Black Lives Matter. Uh, I can go on and on. Doctors being told that if they, they told anything that's outside the government line with regard to COVID, that they were banned and their license threatened. Uh, do you find that the tentacles of this extend bigger than most people ever imagined as far as determining what information is uh, disinformation and misinformation and what is the truth absolutely i i think there are hundreds of examples uh, out there that we are yet that we've yet to uncover and i think that uh really it's going to scare the american people when they realize just how much uh, control government has over 
the the uh, information that's distributed. And, and what's my answer um, is to make sure that we have uh, six Googles and eight Facebooks, and uh, that we don't uh, that, we, that through competition we are able to address this issue. Um, there's never going to be legislation that addresses Section 230 in a way that uh, uh, punishes these big tech companies and, and assures Americans that we're getting uh, the, the, the right information, the, the truth, the, the full information. So I think that uh, the only way to do it is with competition, just like we have in newspapers, just like we have with cable TV, just like we have with radio. Yeah, what did you think about Newsmax being thrown off of uh, off of uh, DirecTV following marching orders from Nancy Pelosi and two Democrats uh, to get rid of OAN and also label what Newsmax and Fox does as disinformation and misinformation, even with the House and Republican control? Did it come surprise to you to see that DirecTV would drop uh, Newsmax from its lineup, leaving only Fox? Well, it's certainly disappointing. I don't know if it's surprising. Um, after they did what they, uh, after they deplatformed uh, uh, One American News, um, they they went after uh, the second largest con- uh, commercial or the second largest conservative uh, news outlet, uh, Newsmax, and uh, it, it's just terribly disappointing. Um, Fox News does a great job, but um, it is absolutely valuable to have another conservative voice or two or three in that marketplace they were paying direct tv was paying uh liberal news outlets um and refused to pay uh the conservative news outlet newsmax yeah and that rob carson guy has a hell of a show on the weekends too you should check it out he's he's absolutely incredible um (laughs) it's uh rob carson's what in the world let's get a plug in there so uh, one other thing i saw some great testimony yesterday freshman congresswoman anna polina luna talking about um a, a communication system, I guess an off, it's not really off the books, but certainly uh, maybe not direct channels of communication, uh, called JIRA, that uh, it looks like possibly the FBI was messaging and communicating with big social media on that uh, messaging platform. Do you know anything about that, and, uh, and do you suppose that's going to really kind of give us an idea how deeply involved the FBI was in censorship? I, I do not know about that. I, I did not hear uh, her statement, but I do believe that uh, the FBI has, in a number of cases, um, uh, communicated with uh, the tech companies uh, to censor uh, conservative speech and to make sure that um, their speech has been amplified. Now, that you know, what, what's what's so uh, dangerous here is nobody really knows what Google's algorithm looks like or Facebook's algorithm, and and so they can change their algorithm algorithm in ways that uh, help one candidate and hurt another candidate. Uh, we know, for example, the, the allegation from the RNC that uh, fundraising emails for Republicans um, in the last two weeks before a, uh, a quarterly report was due went to spam and fundraising emails from Democrats did not. Uh, that's not coincidence. That's an algorithm that has uh, discriminated, and we, we see it uh, across the board. I got to tell you, I, I'm hoping and praying uh, that this uh, all will come out in the wash. And I and I sincerely hope those who have done it will be uh, held accountable. And if that means, uh, uh, you know, if there's criminality, I want to see him to go to jail for this. Um, the, the book is called Crushed Big Tech's War on Free Speech. Ken Buck, I really appreciate your time today. Uh, where can people find you on social media, sir? Um, I am uh, at Rep. Ken Buck and uh, 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 Buck for Colorado um, is my uh, website. So we look forward to, to seeing people uh, visit and, and uh, look forward to uh, the feedback. Thanks for the fight and thanks for writing the book. We appreciate it. Have a glorious day and we'll talk again soon.
Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, this is the Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. Donald Trump says he's the funniest man on TV. Just wait till he hears him on the radio. It's the Rob Carson Show. And I just uh, recorded a good share of my TV show this morning. And it's called Rob Carson's What in the World. And uh, it's getting ready to be an hour long. We got a lot of work to do because, you know, uh, it takes a hell of a lot of work to do a... uh, a TV show, and uh, but this weekend's show, I think you're really going to enjoy it. And we've done a few things to the show that uh, I think you'll uh, appreciate. The, I'm, I know this, it's not about ego, but we we have a little more FaceTime from me uh, with my reactions to uh, you know the the uh, video clips that I play in real time, and uh, and all of that stuff, by the way, is improvised. I, I do that as we record the show, and that's just because that's just the way I think. You know, and I do the same thing with sound bites. Uh, some people love it. Some people kind of like, be quiet, let them talk. Well, you know what? I'd rather uh, interrupt the sound bite to say something than tell a producer, Mr. Producer, stop the, stop the tape. I, instead, I play it myself. So I hope you don't, uh, it doesn't drive you too crazy here. Uh, let's see. Do we have a call? Do we still have Keith? Is Keith of. No. Keith is not there. Okay, let's, let's move on. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit more. And guys, the reason why. 2023 not only will be a new American revolution, it has to be. We were lied about to about everything. The government of the United States of America decided to wreck the First Amendment, to declare opinions, disinformation, and misinformation. That's what Joseph Stalin did. You heard Ken Buck. He said, yeah, they were foolish enough to use the word disinformation. Anybody who studied history knows that was used in the past to censor free speech and ultimately send people to re-education camps or to their deaths. Re-education. Think about all the, the sensitivity training and diversity training that people have to go to to get their minds right in this country. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. Eric Adams is making every employee of the city of New York go through CRT training. Screw that. Screw that. We don't need no education. We don't need no thought control. You can just kiss my rear end oh uh this is um uh, jim jordan talking to uh, noel roth about banning the hunter biden story just in time for the uh, 2020 election and they did mr chairman mr roth did the government tell you that the biden laptop story was fake no sir they did not Did they tell you it was hacked no sir they did not on october 14 2020 twitter blocks the new york post story on the hunter biden uh the, the new york post story on hunter biden and suspends their account the night before, FBI Special Agent Elvis Chan sends you an email. The email says this, heads up, I will be sending a teleporter link for you to download 10 documents. It's not spam. Please confirm receipt when you get it. Two minutes later, 6.24 p.m., you respond back, received and downloaded, thanks. What were those 10 documents? I'll bet he doesn't remember. Twitter didn't give me access to my laptop, but... Special Agent Chan has said publicly, and the FBI has confirmed that those documents did not relate to Hunter Biden, and that's my recollection. Of well, we'll get it in the trial. Oh, and speaking of that, here is Representative Clay Higgins talking about what is to come for those who did this censorship and coordination with the federal government. Thank you. I'd like to also submit for the record a timeline of uh, events with cited sources outlining strong evidence of the Biden family organized criminal actions was certainly indicate that we've crossed the threshold of reasonable suspicion. Yeah. I like this timeline submitted for the record. Excuse me, Mr. Chairman. Uh, just, where is that from, that timeline? Timeline in my hand, boss. I'll 
Uh, I'll get it to you shortly. Um, bottom line is that the FBI had the Biden crime family laptop for a year. They knew it was leaking. Yep. They knew it would hurt the Biden yep. campaign. So the FBI used its relationship with Twitter to suppress criminal evidence yep. being revealed about Joe Biden one month before the 2020 election. Yeah, you know why we know this? Because we're not stupid. A little bit more from this. And uh, and your calls at 800-922-6680. It is The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number three of the Rob Carson Show. This hour will include Mark Morgan, the former commissioner of the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Agency, Border Protection Agency, to talk about what's happening at our southern border and how much more damage is going to be done in the next two years of uh, Joe Biden or whoever is uh, uh, administration. We will, we will see. But that's at the bottom of the hour. I want to remind you, uh, if you want to hear a podcast of the show, and, uh, you know, I don't expect you to listen three hours a day, uh, although if you do, thank you. Um, If you want to hear it uh, divided into two segments every day, we put it on the podcast, and it is distributed nationally for free uh, by my awesome producer, Ken. Um, And if you want to check out all the platforms, just go to Newsmax.com slash listen newsmax.com slash listen uh if you're new to podcasting it'll you know get you through it you can do uh spotify or uh, apple Podcasts or whatever but it's there for you and if you'd share it with others that would be uh that would be very cool um i'm only one more thing on this uh this uh the hearings on capitol hill that are exposing big social media right now just twitter um, and the the work it did with the FBI to censor free speech and other agencies, the DHS, by the way, they created the Department of Disinformation. I was uh, I shot off this uh, this final soundbite from Representative Clay Higgins, and uh, he basically uh, shot a warning shot over the uh, bow of the three Twitter executives who were there, saying that uh, you're going to pay for this. You, ladies and gentlemen, interfered with the United States of America 2020 presidential election, knowingly and willingly. That's the bad news. It's going to get worse because this is the investigation part. Later comes the arrest part. Ooh, wouldn't that Your be nice? Your attorneys are familiar with that. Yeah, it would be Mr. nice. Chairman, I'd like to spend five hours with these ladies and gentlemen doing depositions surely yet to come. But for right now, I'll yield the balance of my time. to my. Well, thank you very much, and thank you for sharing, and I hope so too. I hope that there are a lot of people who go to jail. For the last few years, the abuses and usurpations that we have suffered, including those who are in jail right now for over 700 days for January the 6th, a, uh, a day that uh, even the FBI says was not an insurrection. If uh, real patriots wanted an insurrection, uh, they would have probably brought weapons. But you see, uh, there were a lot of people disguised. There were a lot of people who arrived, who were wearing MAGA stuff, went to their cars and changed before Donald Trump finished speaking, brought grappling hooks and bear mace. And uh, Trump supporters don't do that. 
So it'll all come out in the wash, and some people have to be uh, held accountable for it. That's all there is to it. All there is to it. Um, this is interesting to me because uh, uh, I was a fetus. I know, it is kind of weird. I think maybe, and I'm, this is just a personal probably observation, um, everybody right now who's listening to my show probably was a fetus. It's kind of strange. It's called the gestation process, and it's how you grow into a human being in your mama's belly. And your mother is a female, by the way. I know, I know, we're being told otherwise, but uh, yeah, your mother is a female. So a study published in January found that most women who had abortions stated that outside uh, pressures influenced their decision to abort. In addition, those who felt pressured into having an abortion were more likely to have experienced adverse emotional and mental health reactions related to the decision. I have been following this for a long time. I uh, am an adopted person, and uh, I had always wondered where I came from. I found out about uh, five years ago, and I got my uh, DNA results and found out that my family is all in uh, the area of southwest Iowa where I'm from. And what I didn't know is that my mother was raped. Uh, kind of threw me for a loop, um, but... She had me. Unfortunately, she had passed before I could thank her. But uh, a new peer-reviewed study by Charlotte Lozier Institute, an organization that leads to a pro-life uh, movement with groundbreaking statistical surveyed 1,000 women, and uh, 226 respondents stated they had a history of abortion, and they, uh, they rate the pressure to abort uh, rising, arising from male partners, family members, other persons, financial concerns, and other circumstances. 61% of women experience high levels of pressure to proceed with the procedure. And isn't it kind of interesting that the government goes after organizations who want to bring women into the fold, save their babies, and offer them an alternative to this? Okay. Pressure to abort, abort was also associated with daily life, work, or relationship disruptions, intrusive thoughts, and flashbacks to the abortion, frequent feelings of loss and grief. I've seen this time and time again. I have friends. I have a friend who used to be very left of center, lived in uh, Minneapolis, and she uh, uh, lamented having an abortion, and now she is an abortion, a pro-life speaker, a speaker because of the, uh, the uh, guilt that she has felt. And I said... You can't feel guilt about this. You've got to be able to forgive yourself. And, and I'll tell you, uh, women have been sold a bill of goods on abortion. They really, really have. Uh, the left has attempted to make abortion some sort of a liberating thing, and it is exactly the opposite. The, the, ultimate, the ultimate act of uh, femininity is motherhood. And I'm not saying, you know, those who choose not to be mothers, I'm not saying to diminish you at all. But it's, it's one of the reasons you're here, you know. And I remember when I was in college, I had a, a friend who got pregnant. And she was, a, I believe, a sophomore or junior in college. And she was a very Catholic person. And it was a, obviously a shock to her mother and father, who were from lovely Harlan, Iowa. And I remember... Her boyfriend at the time, uh, pressuring her to get an abortion. And the father, his father, willing to come up with the money to pay for the abortion. How many times does that happen? Well, considering that most of the time, abortion is used for birth control. Okay? It's not because of rape. It's not because of incest. It's because of birth control. And the left has made it some sort of a 
I, I guess uh, one of the only reasons that women exist. And it's really, um, it's very tragic. Since Roe v. Wade, 60 million babies were aborted. Most of them because, oops, you got pregnant. Let me pay for it. It's amazing. The feminist movement, the sex, sexuality, uh, and all of that moving in the 1960s allowed women to, or allowed, uh, actually uh, said women could behave like men, have sex with whoever you want, no big deal. And uh, there are a few women who, that's cool, but I think most women look for something more in that relationship. It's, it's a sacred thing. It's a beautiful thing. Um, and then, uh, and then after that, and that was another way that that women capitulated to uh, to the, to men, is to you know give it up without marriage. You know, and I'm not trying to sound like a a, a prude. If you knew my dating life, I wasn't a prude. I, I dated, I dated around, you know, and and I did. I never uh, got anybody pregnant and offered to pay for an abortion. Thank you very much. Very careful about that. Thank you. But uh, but the. Uh, uh, Tessa Longhorns, uh, Logbrons, I should say, senior research director at the Lozier Institute, said that uh, that uh, uh, women are not empowered by abortion, but rather are controlled by the abortion industry's coercion. And it is. I, I never understood how abortion could be the ultimate statement of being a woman. As far as the left is concerned, all they care about is uh, is abortion. And I think it's because it is an abdication of personal responsibility, largely by the men involved. By the men involved, it is, uh, and, and women have to carry with this, this the rest of their lives. For men, you stroke a check, and for women, they got to carry it the rest of their lives. And it's remarkable that after 50 years of caterwauling about Roe v. Wade, about saying if it went away, and how m- hundreds and thousands of women would die in back alley abortions, that hasn't happened. That hasn't happened. If you want an abortion, you're going to have to go to another, another city, another state. And, uh, and I think that abortion should be very early, very rare, very rare. So uh, it is uh, remarkable, I guess, to find out, well, not a surprise to me, 61% of women who've had an abortion um, felt they were pressured to do it. That, and i got to tell you, a lot of that comes from men. Duh. Am I surprising you in any way, shape, or form? No. Not one little bit. It's that dirty little secret. It's a dirty little secret. Oh, yeah, and then the AP, to make it even more, uh, (laughs) I mean, honestly, uh, the Associated Press is uh, down with the Abordo Industrial Complex, and the the Associated Press has changed its entry into its style guide, directing journalists to use the term, uh, instead of a crisis pregnancy center, anti-abortion center. It it really is uh, remarkable. And what's really remarkable is in, in a span of about at least 10 or 15 years, our tax money goes to pay for abortion. Abortion. And I'll also mention this. Uh, there is one group of people who are being aborted more than any other group in the world. And it is a genocide against people who have Down syndrome. And they are being literally uh, aborted out of existence. Uh, this may take 10 years, this may tw- take 20 years, but it's intentional. When my wife and I were asked for both of our kids, do you want a uh, Down syndrome test? We both said no. No. Why would we want that? Oh, well, we just wanted to make sure, you know, make sure, you know. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's because you want to abort the child if it has Down syndrome. You want to know if we want to abort the child. We didn't do that. 
Oh, and this is also interesting. <clears throat> Christians are suing the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum for violating their uh, First Amendment rights, kicking them out of the Air and Space Museum, which, by the way, you should go to. It's incredible. I lived in D.C. for a dozen years and uh, went there. My favorite museum. My favorite museum. As a radio personality, I got to stay overnight when my son was 10 in the uh, Natural History Museum. It was, it was pretty cool. Anyway, the American Center for Law and Justice filed a lawsuit on behalf of some kids who were at a pro-life uh, uh, rally, you know, the, uh, the abortion, the pro-life rally that happened, the March for Life event. And these kids decided to go into the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum, and they were wearing stocking caps that said, Rosary Pro-Life. And museum staff mocked them, called them expletives, and told them their hats were political statements while ushering in other museum patrons who wore hats with rainbow pride graphics on them. So this is, again, this is a part of what I have said, which is uh, uh, conservative apartheid. It is extended into media, into academia, into governance, and uh, apparently into the, uh, the museum system at uh, the Smithsonian. And uh, they have launched a lawsuit. The lawsuit further points out that uh, the NASM is a government agency that receives roughly 70% of its funding from federal appropriations to support its operations. And the uh, agency itself has said that it was a mistake, but uh, the suit is going ahead anyway. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. The one thing the America-hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America. We are finally putting America first. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, it's pretty funny. Right now, Twitter is in the hot seat on Capitol Hill. And Facebook, Meta Platforms Incorporated, has decided to reinstate, uh, restore Donald Trump's access to Facebook and Instagram. Isn't that kind of interesting? Isn't that kind of funny? I think they're feeling a little heat, don't you? I don't even care. I don't even care what Facebook does at this point. All I want is for these people to pay for what they did, working and collaborating with the deep state to shut down freedom of expression. It's unforgivable. It should result in life sentences as far as I'm concerned. 100%. 1,000%. And you know what's really funny is that I've noticed certainly a great lightening up on Twitter with regard to being able to speak. And, and what do you think about this? How many times have you went to post something and you hesitated because you knew you'd get a strike because of it? If you ever did that, and I know a lot of major news organizations that have done that, that means they've changed your speech. It means that they have shut you down. If you're afraid you're gonna get a strike or you're gonna get blocked, they won. They won. Guys, a couple of weeks ago, I, I, I finally got my, my Facebook page, Rob Carson Show, disappeared the day after the election in 2020. Disappeared. I, I hadn't even made a post. It just went away. It was gone. It didn't come back until the middle of last year. All of a sudden, like, well, it just suddenly appeared out of nowhere. And then a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about Facebook. I was talking about Facebook, and I was, I was, I was something about Donald Trump, I don't know what. But that night, I looked, and my Facebook page had been shut down completely. It's gone. It's completely gone. It is unpublished. They unpublished me. I hadn't posted that day. I hadn't posted since like January the 9th, and it was towards the end of the month. So Facebook is still doing the same crap, and so is Instagram. But purely, 
I'm, I'm sure this is purely politically driven that uh, that Facebook is allowing Trump back on because of what's happening on the Capitol Hill right now. And it's going to get big and it's going to get ugly. And I'm hoping to God in heaven that it involves criminality and that people in the government and in these big media platforms are arrested, tried and convicted. Cannot exist in a free country. Let's go to Jeff in Richmond real quick. Jeff, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Oh, welcome, Rob. I was, uh, how you doing, Rob? I was wondering about, you know, why they don't go ahead and really, really bring up more about Barack. Because he's where this all really started when he said that to that Russian official about, hey, we'll talk more after the election. Yeah. Back at the beginning of the second. And uh, the other thing is, what does that that say for Harvard? That's where he went, right? Yeah. Well, um, How did they let something like that slip by? Go ahead. It's very clear to me that uh, uh, Barack Obama is uh, is in charge of the White House right now. He's already alluded to that. He said a couple of years ago that he would love to be the guy behind the scenes, just pulling the strings and telling the person in charge what to do. You know, uh-huh. you know uh, I mean, come on, I'm not stupid here. Uh, you know, there's some other little things, and you may call it conspiratorial. But when Barack Obama was a president, there was a Chairman Mao uh, ornament on the uh, on the Christmas tree, and then uh, he also said that he wanted to fundamentally change America, which which means change America at its foundations. All right. Uh, so, uh, you know, as far as a, any sort of uh, a criminal probe into uh, uh, Barack Obama pulling the strings behind the uh, Biden White House, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. It should. But it, it's very clear to me that that uh, he's still involved. Uh, whether or not that comes out, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, 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 I suggested, you know, why would why would uh, uh, Joe Biden, other than the fact that he's old and his brain is broken, uh, would spend half of his times at uh, his vacation homes and then they find classified documents in both of those, unless perhaps some business is being done off the books. And uh, perhaps we will find out more as the investigation continues, uh, Jeff, but we'll see. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to uh, Sarah in Baltimore. Hello there, Sarah. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Um, I'm, I, think it's, uh, I think it's important for you to know that um, there was a fundraiser for the J6 prisoners here in Baltimore. And uh, when the news got out about it, um, the place where we were going to have it was harassed. Her daughter was harassed. They got 600 hate emails. So she freaked out, and so she canceled it. And then we moved to the Marriott in Hunt Valley, the Delta, and they were going to set it up and everything. And then they, their corporate people called them and said, you can't do it. you got to cancel it. LA. So this is three hours before this thing is supposed to happen. So... We put together uh, in somebody's home this fundraiser, and it ended up 124 people showed up. We wow. turned over $5,000, and we will not be stopped. I love it. I love it. Sarah, justice is going to come for those who are in that jail. Justice is going to come for the Americans in the American Bastille. And I hope and pray that they will be freed. They will get uh, compensated for the suffering. And the bastards who did this to them will be put in those same cells, Sarah. Uh, Thanks for having the bravery to do that. And thanks for sharing your story today. Okay. Bye. All right. And take care of yourself. Yeah, you know, ridiculous. We have a uh, uh, bourgeois. We have a proletariat. We have a Bastille. They all are how America has become. We are living a tale of two cities. 
what happens at the end of that? Well, uh, it's not good for the people in power. And right now we are beginning to see uh, figurative versions of uh, <laughs> of uh, courthouse trials I'll just, uh, or, or court courtyard square trials. Uh, we're not going to see heads rolling, but we will see figurative heads rolling. And hopefully uh, all of this is going to come out in the wash because 2023 is not only going to be the year of an American revolution. It has to be. It has to be. We can do it. Mark Morgan, former CBP director, joins us to talk about the border after this. It's the Rob Carson Show. His first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed today. Well, things haven't changed. It's the Rob Carson Show. This is uh, Dion Warwick singing a song penned and composed by Burt Bacharach. I'm uh, playing a little uh, Burt Bacharach music today because, uh, you know, Burt Bacharach passed away. He's 94 years old. Some of the greatest songs ever, ever written. And uh, so I feel like I need to I need to pay tribute because I knew a lot of them. I listened to my mom's record collection, and he was amazing. Uh, but anyway, let's, uh, let's move on to other things. Mark Morgan, former commissioner of the uh, U.S. Customs and Border Protection Agency, is on the Newsmax hotline. How are you today, sir? Rob, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm sure that there are a lot of traffickers who are, uh, you know, being, uh, uh, people are asking them, did they know the way to San Jose? Um, okay, <laughs> all right, that was lame. Many more. That was lame, that was lame, anyway. Um, uh, by the way, uh, I don't know if you do this, but Burt Bacharach wrote, like, uh, The Man Who Shot Liberty of Balance, among other things. Just, uh, just amazing, just amazing. I, I did not know that, but I do know the song, and I think that just, uh, you know, lets the, your listeners know just how old we are, by the way. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about uh, the border. Um, I, I read this morning Joe Biden is preparing to let hundreds of thousands of migrants cross the border into the U.S. under a plan that would see mass exportations of people from select countries, including Venezuela, Nicaragua, Haiti, and Cuba, uh, which he claimed was uh, stopping 97% of illegal immigration. Why those four countries and not the entire uh, everybody coming across the border? Do you have an idea? Yeah, I do. And what a great question to ask. And it's a question that shocker, the mainstream media hasn't asked, nor will they ever ask. The reason is, is because for the last eight or nine months, those four countries have, have, have uh, been the uh, some of the highest volume of those illegally entering the country. So so this is very important to Rob, is that this is just a big shell game. And he brags about how he's reduced those uh, individuals from those four countries illegally entering. But he, what, he, what he's not honest with American people about is all he's done is violate the law, violate and expanded the use of parole. He's made a deal with them. He said, hey, hey, guys, look, if you're from one of these four countries, here's the deal we'll make. Instead of coming across the border illegally, what I'll let you do is get online, fill out a couple of sentences, and, and I'll, I'll let you fly in or, or walk up to your nearest port of entry while you, while you either file a, a false, false asylum claim or we're just going to look the other way and let you in, process you, and release you in the United States in exchange for you not illegally entering the United States. It's a perversion and violation of our law. He's not being honest with American people. 
It's uh, ridiculous, and I shudder to think the danger that it puts us in, particularly since uh, Maduro has said that he's going to empty Venezuelan prisons and send the population here. It's really thoroughly sickening, and I hope that some people are held legally responsible for the amount of suffering that has happened. You uh, probably, uh, unfortunately, had to watch the President's State of the Union the, uh, address the other night to stay informed. I had to watch it because, you know, I do a radio show. Um, but I thought it was so sickening that he would, after doing nothing, about the border would bring up the border and do some sort of a perverted victory dance. And then, for the first time, I've never heard him, Mark, I've never heard him use the word fentanyl until the other night. And that was the ultimate slap in the face to thousands and thousands of families who've lost loved ones to the poisoning that's coming across our border. Yeah, look, I, I completely agree. And to put it in perspective, I believe in his, his entire state of the State of the Union address from the President of the United States, he spent, I think, a total of four lines talking about the border. The, the, the border crisis, the worst in our history, that, as you said, that's literally killing and poisoning 9,000 Americans every 30 days, that's allowing an untold number of criminals, murderers, rapists, pedophiles, gang members, potential national security threats, pouring into our country every single day, making their way to every town, city, and state. Four lines. Meanwhile, he talked about, I, I don't know if you caught this, junk fees. Especially those like like uh, uh, exorbitant baggage fees, or yes, you have to yes. pay extra to, to have your family set together. Now, look, I'm not trying to make light of that, but but as a national threat, he spent three times the, the amount of time talking about junk fees and baggage fees than he did the border disaster that he created at our southwest border. I can't even imagine, uh, Mark, what it's like in border towns uh, like El Paso. Um, you have a much closer uh, perspective than I do. What is life like in border towns right now with these people coming across the border in mass? Every aspect of their, of their uh, cities, counties, uh, uh, resources, finances, they're wiped out. They're completely wiped out. It's why I, I think now there are about three dozen counties in Texas that have officially declared that their county is being invaded. It's unsustainable. If you think about this, when you have hundreds of thousands every, every 30 days coming across, released to your local communities, there's no country that can sustain that, not even the greatest country in the face of the planet, this, the, the uh, United States. And let me just give an example. Hospitals. I mean, when you're releasing individuals at that rate, um, just think about the, 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 the need uh, for, from a medical standpoint. I mean, there are American citizens that are being turned away because there's no bed space at hospitals. And that's just one example of 100 we could talk about. Mark Morgan, uh, this has uh, been unprecedented for two years. It's caused untold damage. Over 5 million illegals uh, released into the United States, and this president has another two years in office. Uh, do you suppose that uh, we'll be able to do something about it, stem this, or are we just going to have to suffer through uh, even more of this for the next two years until this man is gone? So that's the question. And look, prior to election, you know, I, I, was, I was hopeful but skeptical, even if the Republicans took back one or, or, or both house, uh, both the chambers of, of Congress. So now, now the Republicans have the House. So, so my, my hopefulness rose a little bit, but that was quickly eroded away by Republicans themselves. Right now, Rob, we have H.R. 29 that's really being shepherded in by Chip Roy, Representative Chip Roy. And it's a, it's a border security bill that will force this administration to enforce the law, apply consequences to those who violate it, and add a level of effective deterrence by, like, Indian catch and release. 
Look, it does, and, and in my opinion, it doesn't even go far enough, but at least it'll stop the bleeding. But we have, it hasn't made it to the floor yet. There's been no vote. And why? Not because of Democrats, because we have a handful of Republicans now that are stopping it from getting to the floor, like uh, Representative uh, uh, Tony Gonzalez in Texas. Wow. He, he is lying about what the bill is. He's saying it's anti-American and anti-Christian and that it uh, prevents people from claiming asylum. All those are long. I, uh, last thing I'll say about, uh, about Gonzalez, Representative Gonzalez, you know what's anti-American, anti-Christian? That we allow policies that are literally killing Americans and migrants every single day. That is anti-American. What would you do if you were in charge? Because I know what I would do. I would tell Mexico, you've got two weeks to shut down the border altogether. Altogether. Every single migrant illegally stops altogether, or we stop all trade with Mexico, all travel with Mexico. Then I would talk to the Mexican military about sending in our special forces, painting targets, eliminating these, uh, these drug manufacturing plants, and I would all say going after the assets of these drug lords. What would you do if you were in charge or you were working with a president who was very pro-border security? First of all, I would vote for you to be president of the United States, um, <laughs> right? Because, because that's exactly right. Rob, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to here, because look, that's exactly what President Trump did. And look, this isn't about Trump, his, his personality. It's about his policy. That's exactly what he did. He came from a position of strength. I was there. He told Mexico just that. Remember, he said, if you don't get your act together and secure your southern border and increase interior enforcement to stop the flow, I'm going to, I'm going to slap tariffs on you that would destroy your GDP, that would destroy your country. All of a sudden, Mexico said, nope, I'm in, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. at one point, they have 25,000 personnel securing their border and interior enforcement. we got all three northern triangle countries to step up. Guatemala, unprecedented, stop the flow from Guatemala into Mexico and from Mexico into the country. By February of 2020, because of the Remain in Mexico program that Mexico supported, we'd seen a reduction in illegal immigration by 85%. That got men and women back on the border, secure the border to stop drugs and criminals and potential national security threats coming in. Everything that you outlined is a exactly what we were doing under President Donald J. Trump. Do you want to see uh, charges of, of criminality filed against those involved? Do you want to see Alejandro Mayorkas impeached and removed from office? And, and what else would you like to see happen to those who have allowed this to happen? Absolutely. Look, we have to start with, with impeachment of Secretary Mayorkas. This is a man that, that ignored our warnings from day one. He dismissed career border security experts. He's abandoned his oath. He's lied to both American people and to Congress. He simply cast aside the rule of law and the Constitution. He's abused his powers of office, and he's betrayed the public trust. I don't think we've ever had a cabinet-level official of a department like the uh, Homeland Security that has come in and said and believed that he has authority to just waive the requirements of law and direct his personnel to actually violate the law they're mandated to enforce. This man, that's why I refer to him as the most dangerous man in this administration. He needs to immediately resign or be impeached. And so that's another thing. Are, are the Republicans in the House going to step up and do the right thing for the country? American people deserve a secretary that's beholden to the oath of office, the rule of law and constitution, rather than a self-serving political agenda or personal ideology, Rob. Yeah, and another indignity. You heard about this 73-year-old rancher, George Allen Kelly, arrested for fatally shooting an illegal who's been in this country numerous times, deported on his property. Uh, Gabriel uh, Butima, I guess 48 years old. This guy is in jail. His wife is uh, elderly, uh, living on his property, and 
they gave him a million-dollar bail, a million-dollar bail for defending his uh, property in a stand-your-ground stand your state. What are your thoughts on this, and what do you suppose is going to happen? Do you suppose that the, uh, the magistrate involved here will lower the bail and allow this man to go spend time with his wife and take care of his ranch, or they continue the nonsense they're doing right now? Unfortunately, I think they're going to continue the nonsense. But look, we called this, Rob, from day one. We said, if you let this unbridled chaos this, the, our, turn our border into wild, wild west, this is going to happen. This was inevitable. I am not surprised by this. I have talked to countless ranchers. I remember one story in particular where this young rancher, his, you know, his, his land had been handed down from generation to generation. And he said, he told us, he's like, look, I, I don't even feel comfortable. I have a wife and kids. I don't feel comfortable leaving my own home in the United States because of the massive invasion of illegal aliens that just transverse across his country. He doesn't even feel like he can leave his own home. I'm not surprised this happened, and of course, I'm not surprised how they're pursuing and what they're doing to this man. Mark Morgan, if, if uh, say for instance, Donald Trump were reelected and was back in the White House, would you uh, would you join his cabinet and uh, and uh, enforce the border again? Would you would you uh, make some changes at the agency? If, if I was if I was honored to get that request, I know myself and Tom Holman, uh, we would do everything we could to come back and continue to help this country. And I tell you, it's also going to be a, a very important you know, who they bring back into other key roles across the board. The first two years, even under Donald Trump, um, you know, he, he had some people in positions that shouldn't have been there. So it's going to be important that he gets the right people in all of the right positions. I'm grateful that uh, so much of this has come out uh, with the Republicans in charge of the House, which I think is is gigantic. Uh, we've got hearings on Capitol Hill uh, for a variety of things, including uh, uh, collusion of the deep state. And uh, I, I hope and pray that uh, the border issue will become front and center very soon. Have you heard anything about what the uh, what the Republicans are doing with regard to the border uh, and hearings are concerned? I know you 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 we got this HR 29 you're talking about. What 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 do you suppose? Yeah. So, so we've got already the oversight hearings have begun uh, in, in, in the That's oversight right, this committee week. this, yes. right, this week, Judiciary yeah. Committee as well. Uh, you've got a Representative Green, who's now the chair of the new Homeland uh, Security Committee, which uh, he's a great selection. He's he's already uh, well-versed in this and, and, and uh, uh, moving forward. And then, again, there's H.R. 29. But i got to tell you, Rob, look, you, you know, we, we, we've, uh, we, we know each other. I call balls and strikes, and right now the Republicans – uh, have become part of the issue overnight. Look, HR 29, actually, it shouldn't have been HR 29. It should have been HR 1, uh, the border security bill. There should have already been a bill on the floor for a vote, if nothing more, so the American people could see where every congressional member, but specifically the Republicans, stand on border security. The, the, the fact that they have not had a board, uh, bill on the floor for a vote with respect to border security is not good moving yeah. forward well i uh all i can do and all we can do is hope and pray and uh, yep. uh that we'll be able to turn this around by the way before you go if you're on spotify later gene pitney did the, the man who shot uh, liberty valance if you're looking it up and you wanted to hear it when you're working out today there mark i thought you should know <laughs> i'll be right on it <laughs> all right but have a good one take care of yourself mark morgan former commissioner Thanks, of the u.s customs and border protection agency and hopefully a cabinet member of the new trump administration coming up uh, let's take a break and come back it's the rob carson show the SS Titanic is going down, and there's no room on the door for Democrats. It's the Rob Carson Show. If you see me walking down the street and I start to cry each time we meet, walk on by. Walk on by. 
the uh, the records that my mom had that I listened to when I was a little kid. Uh, Dion Warwick, Walk On By. I'm uh, I'm playing that because uh, uh, Burt Bacharach passed away, and he did so many songs. Raindrops keep falling on my head. The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Uh, these are all songs that were, you know, from when I, before I was born, but I, I grew up loving them. And it, it's interesting because my kids um, uh, organically discovered a lot of, of the music of Burt Bacharach that he'd written. They didn't know it was Burt Bacharach. They just knew that they loved the songs. Uh, one of them is What's New Pussycat by uh, Tom Jones. Uh, both of my kids have listened to tom jones it's just it, it's so good it's just so good and, and one of the th- the things about you know when you're young uh the arrogance of youth you you sometimes poo poo some of these artists says oh it's so old or whatever but my god in heaven just the best 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 songs ever ever uh, music is an important part of my life I, I i listen to it when i can when i'm in the studio when i work out when i'm on my bike or whatever and uh, Burt Bacharach's music was just amazing. I just, I, uh, it's just timeless. It's just timeless and, and awesome. So uh, God bless him. Had a long life, 84 years, uh, 94 years, 94 years, 94 years. It's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Oh, oh, let's real quick before we go, let's talk about uh, Disney. You know, Disney is all woke and everything. And, uh, you know, we always worry about where the country is going. And, and uh, sure, we have a long way to go as far as legislative and academia and whatnot. But America's saying no to woke. Saying no. Defund Disney. Zippity doo da, zippity a. Disney says that white people must pay. Jim Slavery built this nation, they say. Reparations are coming your way. The proud families are disaster. Proud family. Even trashed. Abraham Lincoln, what the heck was Disney thinking? Zippity doo da, zippity Disney could soon be going away. This cartoon rewrites our history. Not the truth, not actual. Nope, nothing in it's close to factual. Zippity doo da, zippity For all their wokeness. Disney must pay. Now, in case yes, you Disney must pay. Jim Gossett, by the way, two S's and two T's. Uh, Proud Family's an animated series on uh, Disney Plus, which we canceled. And uh, here is their take on uh, slavery, if you haven't heard it. This country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. Tilled this land from sea to sea to sea. First there was rice, tobacco, sugar cane. Then Whitney did his thing and cotton became king. And we were its soldiers. Four million strong. Fighting for America's freedoms even though we remain. Yeah, well, there's a reason why Disney is now facing a blood a bloodbath on the heels of the uh, what they called the Don't Say Gay Bill in Florida, which was uh, meant to stop grooming of children. And uh, radical transgender transition and sexuality of kindergartners. So uh, Disney, unfortunately, being like the go-to for families, forsook that. And now they're suffering, and they should. As far as I'm concerned, uh, as, unless Disney does a massive mea culpa, I'm done with them. And I got better things to do than spend ten thousand dollars on uh, a vacation for four to Disney World. It's ridiculous. You try to stay like uh, the Animal Kingdom Lodge? Are you out of your nut? Who could afford to stay in that? Dear God. Well, anyway, uh, it looks like Bob Iger is announcing drastic uh, cost cuts, including 7,000 employees. This is a tragedy for Disney employees because most Disney employees are not down with grooming. 
but it is uh, uh, facing now layoffs and budget cuts. And it's a uh, it's a damn shame, to be quite honest, because I'd always uh, appreciated Disney, some of the best movies I've ever seen in my life, particularly animated. But, uh, you know, you bed down with the left, that's what you get. Let's take a break and come back, wrap things up. This is The Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, have a glorious day. Uh, if you get a chance to call 877-NEWSMAX, get Newsmax back on DirecTV. We would appreciate it. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow for a big old TGIF. In the meantime, don't catch the stupid. See you then.